Go get some. And, and, yeah, and hey, do me a favor. A flavor while you're at awesome it. some too? Give me a... Actually, you could just bring down the pot. And just like pour it on your head. Well, a, <laughs> I got a cup here I've been drinking right. from. You shithead. I'd prefer it in that if that's okay <laughs> with you. I, I don't know why I said that. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your twice-monthly podcast, temporarily delivering the juice on Joe. And this is your host, Aaron. And guys, you may remember a time back in the 80s when we all had a summer job together at a mystical, and that's mystical with a K, by the way, uh, (laughs) off-season ski resort in the North Shore of Minnesota. And, you know, it was truly... A magical time also with a K. You see, I was a a young, introverted mage right off my freshman year at college. I gave basilisk excursions (laughs) to tourists while also learning to focus my power over mana with improvised, or improved rather is what I meant to say there, (laughs) spellcasting ability as tutored by a wise yet crotchety old maintenance man. Uh, my friend Caleb here, he was a, a, a magus working to unlock his power over earthly elementals while also conquering personal tragedy. And Ryan, he was a spoiled rich fuck with a broadsword and influential father, which gave him the privilege of working at this metaphysical resort with a K, uh, even though he lacked true powers himself. Now, I was determined to earn the romantic eye of Emma, my alchemist best friend and total enchantress, but to do it, I was going to have to unlock the town's darkest secrets, make some friends, and take some chances. That's right. We were coming of mage. (laughs) Yay! Why do I get to be the mundane douchebag? I'm glad I get to be the magus, this crushing (laughs) pussy at the camp. I don't remember that part oh, of the... I kind of had some There's fan some fan fiction. <laughs> oh, you're already writing that up, aren't you? Well, I'm, I'm trying to fix the ending on that book. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to the Autopod Decepticast Book Club. If you mm-hmm. can't tell, I obviously we read... We talk about one book. Michael Andrews' <laughs> Coming of Mage over my vacation period. So uh, I liked it a lot. It was a great read. You guys were already ahead of me on this, right? I know yeah. Caleb was. I finished yeah, it. Yeah, I finished Ryan it just months it. ago. Yeah. Good book. Oh, okay. Nope. You guys are... I was in it, man. I, 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 <laughs> I talked to Mike because um, uh, obviously it ends at a point where you can clearly see that it could continue. And he mm-hmm. had some thoughts about you know where it could go, but he's not sure if he's ever going to write the sequels. So I'd like to start a contest for a title for the next book. Like, you know. Yeah. Mage 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. I don't know. Something. Still maging. <laughs> After all these years. Yeah. Uh, actually, Ryan, I think the main character reminded me uh, a lot of you, actually. I, I was picturing a you really the I'll whole time as the, as the narrator of that uh, movie. He was uh, kind of selfish. He <laughs> was own ass. He no. was introverted. Oh yeah, his his he, whole uh, dynamic with the, with the girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he gets yeah focused on a woman and ever shuts out everybody else, but yeah. will you know 
awkwardly be around her all the time, if, yes. if whatever possible. Huh, I feel attacked. <laughs> and, uh, but but maybe like that character you grew. And, and, and well, uh, I hope so. He's like a teenager. <laughs> well, maybe biolo- 19. Yes, biologically, yes. Oh, no. Mentally, I don't know. <laughs> I don't do all those things anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did like how the main character comes to grips with his demon. You know, he, yeah. he learns lessons. Uh, yeah. I, I would gonna... say the theme of the novel is change. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. You were going to what? <laughs> no, I was going to ask you about your Mexico vacation. Oh, well. And I had it in my notes, too. I was hoping you didn't read the book, because I was going to ask you for the book a, report. There's a but, picture of him reading it in a hot tub in, t- I didn't in, even see that. in the Yucatan. It was a pool, but whatever. okay. It was, Whatever. It, it looked really nice. <laughs> it was nicer than wherever you were. It, yeah, I, was, I was at fucking work. I was in a van. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which. Yes. <laughs> so you guys, but I didn't know that you'd already talked. To, sorry, I just want to put the lid on this. Uh, you talked to Michael, or you both have talked to Michael about this? It was a DMs on, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, same here. I noticed that the book was written like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So he's taken the George R.R. Oh. R. Martin path on this one. Yeah, he's just not, he just wasn't sure whether he was ever going to get around to it. I wonder how long it took him. You know, maybe we'll have him on the show. We'll we do should. a Coming of Mage cast. Since we've talked about it now two weeks in a row, or yeah. a month in a and, row. Well, and even more than that and mm-hmm. over the course it's of time, true. honestly. <laughs> Uh, oh, Caleb, what were you going to say? Yeah. Something sparked with a van. Uh, the oh. van. Well, so Aaron, while you were away, me, so, you know, and Mike Seibert got to witness this on our, on our. Yeah, I had to catch up to our text messages because so I wasn't getting them in the deepest jungles of Mexico <laughs> where I was living a luxurious life of vacation. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You deserve <laughs> it. You, you do. Um... <laughs> We talked about, I don't know, the last episode or episode before last where uh, Aaron gave Ryan a mattress to dispose of. <laughs> yes. And Ryan ha- still has the mattress in his van and he sleeps in it on his not lunch break. Not like at night. Well, right? no, not all the time uh, because I, you, I was concerned it's summertime and it's hot. Sure. And I said, Ryan, I worry about you taking a nap out there where it's hot. To which Ryan replied, oh, no, that's okay. I sleep in the bathroom at work when it's too hot outside. That, that was a fun revelation. And I said, yeah. you, what do you mean you sleep, on the, do you sleep on the floor of the bathroom? And he goes, it's a very clean bathroom. It is. And it's really close to my desk. They have some private bathrooms that you can lock. At work, and I take I go in there so like once a week tops and mm-hmm. sleep for my lunch. And and what is your method? What do you do? Um, I have well, I have a jacket at work, and also usually a trench coat. Yes. So I take the trench coat and I lay down on that, and I use the jacket as a pillow. Yes, and I would say, why don't you just bring a regular pillow to sleep on? Do you like the sensation? No, of I just feel like jacket? it would look weird walking into a bathroom with a pillow. It doesn't I look like weird. how he goes into his I, one I, o'clock does, meeting with a button yeah. imprinted on the side of his forehead. It doesn't look weird in the middle of the summer you walking the bathroom it's, with a trench coat. These are excellent points. I did tell Caleb that one. I used to use like empty conference rooms, but then one time, like I guess a meeting started late and people kept started filing in while I was sleeping in there, and that was awkward. <laughs> that is definitely embarrassing, but. I think I, this, this happens to me sometimes. I forget that people can be observant. I f- sometimes true. think that that uh, nobody's really observant, and I can have behaviors like adjusting my junk by putting my hands down my pants and in public, and <laughs> not even through the pocket. No, I'm straight not, up down the waist. Can't do it from the pocket too long. <laughs> I got to reach down toward into one of the pant legs, right? <laughs> of course, <laughs> but but. Uh, 
But the fact is that there are probably a handful of people in your office who have noticed uh, your pattern. A handful, no less. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It's, this, it's the, like the Douglas Adams wrote in one of his books. It's like people who are uh, observant or intelligent sometimes just assume everybody else where, is not. Where are you? Do, are you standing up like in the middle of the office or in a meeting? Or well, no. Are you talking about my adjustments? Yeah. No, that might be at a grocery store. <laughs> But it's only oh, it's only no. at the grocery store. That's why I'm no longer allowed at the Harder House. Handling produce and then shoving your hand down your pants. Listen, I mean, sometimes I, I do. Am. It I'm listening very clear. I'm very observant. Sometimes I'll do the over the top thing, but even that I'll still do in public. You know, and if you're gonna do it right, you, if you have pants on with a zipper, mm-hmm. you unzip without unbuttoning the top button and you Put shove your, your hand in, in the there, cup, cup style, cup style, <laughs> right. rummage around in there. Yeah. Pull out a goodie. Put some energon. That's right. Yeah. Hoo-ree. See, I brought that back around. Well Thank done. God. Very Transformers centric. <laughs> How was the rest of your vacation? Uh, good. So all I... the pictures of him on vacation <laughs> are him shoving his hands down his pants. <laughs> Tulum, where freedom is free. <laughs> <laughs> they don't oppress me there. Last episode recap. So uh, we had renegades. They blew up the Technodrome. Yes, I said it correctly. The giant spherical Cyclopsian <laughs> fortress from Dimension X that also serves as the primary Cobra base. Everybody loves a sweet crossover, right, Ryan? Crossover. <laughs> Cobra's E suite survived that destruction and launched a full-on attack to capture the BET. Guess what? Mission accomplished. Nothing else to talk about there. Except for the fact that Duke got stabbed in the chest by a freshly stroked serpent, only to have it horrifyingly ripped out by his moronic kid brother. Uh, More tears were shed than a thousand Native Americans standing next to a thousand littering highway travel vehicles. (laughs) That guy was Italian. So he was. A thousand tears. (laughs) You got it. Basically. Uh, Almost, one might say, a trail of them. I I did. (laughs) While researching that joke, I watched that commercial and did learn that that guy was Italian. Yeah. He (laughs) pretended like he wasn't, but he definitely was. Oh, like to get the role? No, like he just legit was like in life was like, no, I'm Native American. American. Oh, oh really? No. Yeah, he was. He basically just kind of co-opted the, the culture completely. Oh wow! I don't remember her name. That uh, white lady who head up. Oh, the, the NAACP. NAACP. Yes. <laughs> oh, Same God. thing. And uh, so you know. appropriated is what is the word I was looking for. Yo, Joe. That's right. I hope there's no uh, Westboro Baptist people at, at Duke's funeral. <laughs> Well, he slipped into a coma, as we know. Oh, okay, he didn't die. That's true. Oh, great. Okay, I was confused. We head into this at the 1-11-55 mark. And uh, and where we are is Cobra Law. Mm -hmm. There's some very... Dark music that greets us. Kind of Geiger esque. Like I've always said that before, but it always strikes me. Yeah, and and what we see here is um, first we see an outskirts, I guess, of the fortress, if you will, and and uh, there's several of their disgusting uh, grub zeppelins (laughs) and and fart fighters that are that are (laughs) flying around. Had we seen that platform before, actually? Uh, no, that seems new. Uh, that, that, that doesn't... Or may, I mean, it may have been what they landed on before, but not from this angle, I don't believe, with the little heart in the middle. Right. Yeah, speaking uh, of Geiger, I, I thought Contra. Yeah, I was totally. thinking Contra Boss, which I believe is also Geiger-inspired, yeah, yeah. because it's very alien-inspired. Very alien, yep. Um, 
So Serpentor floats his way to greet Galobulus and show off his fancy new uh, disco generating machine. <laughs> I do love how, man, like, boom, right away he's like, here's the BET, boom, activate. <laughs> they, they, they waste no time yes. in flipping it on. Wow. They get to, yeah, you're right, they get to work really Energy fast. is immediately transmitted from the ceiling of the throne room and into outer space. Mm-hmm. The spores are just guzzling up all that sweet, sweet broadcasted, transmitted energy. I will say this whole, like, this whole, this section and the next section we're going to talk about feels like just balls to the wall. They're like, let's make this happen. Well, like, they, they just said, they're like, it's an hour and 12 in. We need to make a movie. I know. <laughs> so they're like, we have very little time left and it is, it is just action non-stop from here on out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, except Can for we talk this. about the time worm? Yeah, except for this. So Galobulus pulls out a time worm, which looks like, a, you know, speaking of Tulum, a mezcal uh, moth larva. And when this... <laughs> the, the idea is, I guess, is that when this thing crawls... <sighs> To the to, to the tippy top of the stick that he's holding, that it, that's when it's over for all humanity. Um, Ryan, you seem to have some statements about this. It's so extra, like <laughs> a clock. No, not even an hour. What class. is extra when you're talking about the world of Cobra? It's Lock? true. I mean, that's great. A great point. I just thought, like, we're not doing any time. What's our time device? Oh, a worm on a fucking dildo. I like how they hate normal technology so much they can't even use a stopwatch. <laughs> Which doesn't necessarily even have to have electricity. Or a sundial. <laughs> or a sundial, right. Uh, it's very lo-fi tech, but no, this caterpillar. So I came up with a few names that I Great. felt were better names for this. Than, than what Time Worm? Yeah, than Time Worm. Just to keep in keeping with the I would also Cobra Law naming conventions. 100% watch a movie named Time Worm. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me which of these three options you like best. Okay. Instead of Time Worm. The Caterpillar. Of chronology. That's not bad. I'd call it a counterpillar. That's, <laughs> That's wow. pretty good. Good punch up, yeah. Bruce. Yeah, I think, thank Bruce, you. Thanks. The maggot of the moment. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the final one. The, the larva of lastingness. Mm. Less mm. should have gone with that first. Yeah, probably. All right, well. But then we wouldn't have had Caleb's great joke. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, he would have figured it's a, it out. It's a, it's a collab. <laughs> That's right. At this point, we switch back to the Joes. Mainframe has Main picked frame. up an energy signature. Sauce. Sauce. He picks up an energy sauce. Is that what he says? That's what he says. He's like, I've identified that energy sauce. <laughs> what about what about Minutepeed? <laughs> okay. Great. I like it. Great. I'm just going to write that down. The, the only, I mean, the only thing I don't like about that is it's not Cobra Law naming, naming convention. you got to have the something something, something of something. the something. Oh. The minute of the, the pee. That doesn't work. That doesn't work right. at all. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, man, I've identified that energy source. So he, <laughs> so, so he just knows that that is from the Himalayas and that that has got to be the BET. Here's a thing that I don't understand. Why they couldn't have deduced that to begin with. They were conducting the these test, experiments yeah. in the Himalayas to begin with. They know their people were kidnapped in the Himalayas. Yes. They know they're sending people to go try and help those people. They should just they know it's them, probably in the yeah. Himalayas. I do yeah. like it. We paused here at one twelve fifty three, where it on screen says sighting confirmed. confirmed. Himalayas. <laughs> and very good resolution on that. Absolutely. Uh, on that satellite imagery right there. Yeah, the satellite's almost like on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be. Because otherwise, you have to look just top down. That's how satellites work. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. It's, it's a drone, a, it's basically. A, uh, 
Which didn't exist as far so, as I know at this point so in time. So he's got a gun. I bet it's cocked already. I have a note about that. Okay, uh, not this gun. Oh, yeah. That, I, 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 also, know, I, I know what's coming up. We're just walking at, around with loaded guns. We're looking at time. General Hawk right here who has a rifle that kind of looks like an M1 a little bit, but then it has an NES yeah, control yeah. pad on it. Does. It's shock. Cheap. It looks cheap. It's, I mean, it, are, were these all laser guns? As are we led to believe that they I believe, some except sort of for the intro. Okay. Where the cartridges are coming out. Oh, that's out. right. And it was General Hawk that had that, wasn't yep. it? Who was busting at that submachine gun. So Falcon, at this point, makes it clear that he wants Serpentor badly. And and, and just, <laughs> he, he's asking for one clear shot, and he cocks a shotgun yep. this is where to we... exhibit his readiness. Ryan, what do you got to say? I was just saying that? that we continue the inappropriate <laughs> timing of cocking weapons. I would say, weapons. please, yeah, please uncock that. Yeah, well, why does he have a gun in that room? Why a shotgun in that room? And he just needs one clear shot. Well, I hope that clear shot is also up close because yeah. he's holding a shotgun. Yeah, you got to be within a couple, like, 20 yards. And, and, and in that case, you don't need that clear shot. Must <laughs> Absolutely. Everything's wrong You can aim with at this. almost anything. Well, that's okay because it looks like Beachcomber's coming to calm him down. That's right. Because Beachcomber's the kind of person that's good at calming people down. Or is it Beachhead? <laughs> that's oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Beachcomber head. Beachhead comer. Oh, this is like we, a mashup where Ooh. now somebody's going to ask me to draw Beachhead as Beachcomber. I'll, there is a green Beachcomber that was just released by X-Transbots, and I don't know why that exists, but uh, <laughs> you can, you can uh, make that mashup. Because nobody up. demanded it. Create the fiction for that. Yeah, Beach Beachhead tells Rawhide that he's not going anywhere. And uh, at this, <laughs> this is a weird exchange to me. Lieutenant Falcon goes... Uh, problem beachhead like <laughs> he never thought of it why, yeah why would he be asking that he just court-martialed nearly court-martialed this guy like two days ago it seems ago. General Hawk is really easily persuaded because he's like what's the problem he's like hey, these guys can't come they're weird <laughs> and, and immediately General Hawk's like you're right yeah he is uh, and so, yeah, Beachhead goes on to say that he doesn't believe that any of the rawhides are, are quite ready for this kind of action. You're clearly especially, not. Especially, especially Lieutenant Falcon. And and uh, so Falcon. I don't like this dude. <laughs> so General Hawk agrees and does what you do with the pieces of garbage on your team, <laughs> that too. Which, which is you. What do you do? They guard the base. That's right. Exactly. It's that a worked, real brush. Because that worked. Because that worked really well last time. It's true. Why do they keep putting him in guard? Look, That's right. Look, Look at the, I mean, look at the scene here. All of these people are fucking crazy people. <laughs> they're all insane. Look what they're wearing, for Christ's sake. Well, more into what they're wearing when we get to the Himalayas I, later. Uh, <laughs> no, I have to notes on that too. They're, they're crazy I people. did like the guard the base thing, because it, it made me think of like whenever you're playing video games like and your younger sibling wants to play, like, you are playing, you're helping, you're helping me navigate. You Or, or you give them the... The blank controller, because you think they're too dumb to realize they're <laughs> never not, tried, not controlling the character. Nice. Oh no, I would. Yeah, I would give younger kids. I'd be, I'd be playing a one-player game like Super Mario Brothers, and I'd give an infant a toddler. Who is entrusting you with an <laughs> a toddler? I'd give a toddler a controller and just make them think they were playing the game awesomely, like I. Well, was. that's that's. That's cool. It, You're it at least for encouraging them. Well, yeah. Good it also job. made me think of, off my back. It made me think I'm of playing. like the whole like how you trick stupid people or like children of like, hey, let's play a stupid game. Stupid people or children. <laughs> I mean, 
I just like stupid people. Who are you talking about? Anyway, children is what I meant. Stupid children. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's play a game. Who can be the quietest? <laughs> that old, that old chestnut. Because daddy's got a headache. <laughs> daddy's been, been drinking his punchy juice. <laughs> Danny gets mad. So you better, better keep her quiet. <laughs> Some son of a bitch took those cookies. <laughs> Now at the 113, 25 second mark, and Roadblock and Cobra Commander are making their way across this mountainous. Cobra Commander landscape. has gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. He ain't looking so good. <laughs> I love this part because, like, he just. Roadblock's reaction when he chokes Cobra Commander and just like it right here. Is so natural. I'm like, first of all, yeah. we have now uh, we've reached the point where the GIF that Mike Cyber keeps sending us yeah. of, of Roblox choking Cobra Commander, but it's so understandable. I'm like, he's been repeating this sentence. Caleb was a man. No, well, not just that though. It, it, it's actually even more annoying because he's saying useless. <laughs> yes, was once a man. Over and I get I get why he's throttled. Absolutely, right now. he's done. It's pretty annoying. Neither of them should be surviving this weather. He's wearing For a, short a reptile. Cobra Commander is really holding up well. And Roadblock, yeah. Roadblock's tough too. I mean, he's he's gonna have some serious PTSD from this whole experience. And frostbite. Yes. God, I hope so. What? <laughs> okay. On both accounts. Hmm. As as we're alluding to, Cobra Commander is a <laughs> uh, full on uh, snake. And with arms, uh, with, with Teenage gimpy, Mutant Ninja Turtle tiny arms, gimpy little mm-hmm. arms here, and and despite the fact that these guys should be frozen bricks, uh, Roadblock is annoyed with Cover Commander. Can't He's throttling him, so they're wrestling each other. I would this, say, no, I don't think they're really wrestling each other as <laughs> so much as Roadblock. Well, in a second, <coughs> Roadblock's just choking him out. In a second, Cover Commander gets a little aggressive and starts like Roadblock says, "Stop strangling me!" Like. <laughs> Roadblock says that? Yeah. Or well, Cobra me. Commander also starts to say something about, like, being a serpent and... Yeah, ruling. like, they can't rule. Right. It, it's, it's weird. It's psychedelic, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, we so, should watch this movie on LSD. Let's, I'll do that. I, I'll, I'll do a microdose of mushrooms. All right. I'm into microdosing oh. now. That's a thing. <laughs> Great. That I haven't done, but I kind of want to get into it. Should, I kind of want to get into it. We should do it and record, do a podcast. I will say I'd rather do mushrooms than LSD mushrooms. I would agree. Are much, yeah. much more fun. So, um, they do wrestle. At mm-hmm. least they wrestle enough to fall down this uh, this mountainous hill this here. This is quite ridiculous. And, uh, you know, they're they're going at it. And it, and as as luck would have it, as, as Lady Luck, they've rolled right into a G.I. Joe encampment. The people that were sent here originally, like a fucking hour ago, <laughs> yes. to to search for the original roadblock in the original group of Joes that were kidnapped by Cobra. I mean, even for a cartoon, this coincidence is pretty like, what... And this party consists of Lifeline, Flint, and Snowjob. And at first, Roadblock is a bit confused by his surroundings, but not so confused he can't manufacture a great rhyme. As this reunion takes place, this is kind of a weird thing. As the reunion takes place, they make a point to show Cobra Commander just like slithering off away from them, which made me think that he was escaping, having not seen this in a while. Not at all. No, he's just... That that won't be the case, but he's just like, see you later. 
He's just messed up. I do a couple things. One weird part is that he doesn't recognize like like well, he's, his voice, he's, the guy's voice. But then also, I do like the the detail where they put frost in his facial hair. Yeah. I thought that was a nice no, touch. I, this was a real touching part for me when I was little. Like I was so relieved that he he ran into him. Yeah, I can't remember the actor who does um, who does. Uh, Roadblock, but that was a very compelling performance. Mm-hmm. I felt yeah. like I yeah, it, it was, felt like he. Yeah, it was good. It's was de- desperate in desperation mode, and to was your, genuinely glad to absolutely to, to, to your point, Caleb. You said a couple episodes ago, like um, Roadblock is really the most heartfelt character in this movie. Yeah. Like whenever he was like uh, at Cobra Law, he's like my buddies. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he. You really. I mean, I like following his his story arc here. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird to say because. He is sort of a caricature with the rhyming and stuff, but he does have the most developed character I do development feel like he throughout is this movie. The most, yeah, yeah. Like I, he is an actual character where everybody else kind of seems like caricature. And I don't know yes. if development is. I mean, I guess it is because he's kind of been humbled. He's had to deal with this uh, yeah. situation. Got, that he's stop in. saying that same thing over and over again. <laughs> I'll kill you. They they contact the home base. At this point, they demand to be put in touch with General Hawk, who in as we know, has a, a parallel unit of Joes mm-hmm. going to Cobra Law. I don't know. Why didn't they just link up with the other search, search party Joes? They know where they're going. They me- have to assume it's, that it's, the Joes are going to be it's there. It's a mess. There's Joes running around all over the place <laughs> to still know what's going on. Just willy-nilly. I yeah. do feel like it's, it, there were some scenes. Like, it feels like a lot of rewrites in the third act here. but uh, yeah. Because they're just like, just make it happen. It doesn't matter. Right. So Hawks Unit, we, we, we go to focus on them, and they are blowing their way into Cobra Law here. Mm-hmm. They they charge right in. I love this at one minute, fourteen seconds where Sergeant Slaughter is in a tank top. Yeah. I ain't got time for cold. Yeah. Uh, none of them have time for cold, <laughs> I think, really, in this movie. I didn't really notice it. I'll get back to it when the when the renegades show up. Spoiler. Okay, great. Uh, renegades, rawhides. I just know I what know, you do. I cannot keep it straight. They charge in. Serpenter's a little worried. Galobulus, not worried not at worried. all. He knows that there is not much time left for humanity. And Roadblock contacts Hawk to warn him of those those plant traps that await he and his unit. Does he have to rhyme at this point? Is this really the best time to rhyme? You know, if it happens naturally, it happens naturally. Yeah, I think he got annoyed with um, Cobra Commander because Cobra Commander wasn't rhyming what he was saying. <laughs> I will. I think. I, will. Would, well, I think he'd be he'd be better like, "What's the man? What's the plan?" <laughs> I think he would have been down with that. I, but I then, but then Robot would have been saying. Come up with some more original rhymes. Well, they could have worked on it together. This isn't the 1980s, one even though could, it is. One of them could be beatboxing. Anyway. I, I did write. I did write down what he said, which was, "Where those leaves grow, you can't survive. That giant plant eats Joe's alive." <laughs> it's like, he, do you think he has to get a notepad before every communication? Maybe he's he just has? he's just good off the cuff, like you with your with yeah, your flow, sorry. Aaron. Um, <laughs> Thanks for but, that shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Sociables. Um, but right before that, I did love. The speech, like at one fourteen fifty, that Burgess Meredith delivered mm-hmm. um, when he's talking to Serpentor because they breached the, the the gap there, and he says, "I'm aware of that, Serpentor. I'm aware of everything. All should be accomplished in the fullness of time." And just the way he delivered it is so good. Like it really struck me. It's almost like he is an Oscar caliber actor. Mm-hmm. Did he win an Oscar? I think he was nominated for, Rock, right. for Rocky. Maybe he was definitely nominated. Maybe. Caleb's going to the phones. We'll come back talking. to that later. I'll check. 
Hawk's unit doesn't get the message in time. Uh, <laughs> we've got Sergeant Slaughter, Hawk, a whole mess of Joes. They they just go ahead and are captured by, yep. by all these plants. And, you know, aside from Roadblock's warning, I think you'd be able to tell on the horizon. Some there's, shit. There's something <laughs> up with those plants. Waving trees with vines on the ground. Writhing and about? wriggling. And, and, yeah, I mean, I... I think there's a lot to be suspicious of, but so we're watching all the Joes get strangled, pulled up. Even General Hawk, who's got the message, seems to continue yes. to be proceeding yes, into the trap. Stop. And uh, you know these, oh God, these vines are so creepy. Everything, you know, these are actually the least creepy things about Cobra Law. I don't like their little pincher tops, though. Yeah, that's like an earwig top. <laughs> yeah. We're back to uh, Falcon and, mm-hmm. and Jinx and the crew, and they're watching the horror from a monitor uh, as the the rest of the rawhides enter the control room. You can tell Falcon's oh mad by the way he smashes his fist into stuff. He's he can't control his emotions. <laughs> this part right here at one fifteen forty four. <sighs> With Flint holding Cobra Commander. <laughs> He's holding Cobra Commander says, like I hold my dog that weighs 50 pounds. And, and he says, my dog doesn't like look it. Look at him. Look at, yes, he says, look at Cobra Commander. I'm like, look at him. Like, I'm like, why are we showing? This really creeped me yeah, out. It's him like writhing all around. Why are you holding him like that? It's so upsetting. Look at him. Look, look at this. him. Just look at him. Look at Cobra Command. Like, <laughs> it is putting him on an unfortunate display, but his point is to say that this is what is in store for all of humanity if Cobra wins. He's, he's, he's rallying everybody. Yeah. And I guess he knows that because I guess that... Uh, I'm sure Roadblock Roadblock him. gave him the skinny on, 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 on the chemicals and what have yeah. you. Do you still think those look like teeth? No, at this point, I get what they were going for with the with the scaly mouth, lips, their lips. <laughs> yeah, it still looked oafish. What's a man? The rawhides take this as their cue to get in the game. What did Cobra come? Is he still saying "Once a man"? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's so it's so <laughs> upsetting. So the rawhides put out by this. It's time to it's time to take action. We're gonna leave this base unguarded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we head back to Flint's crew, and there's a little good news, bad news. Yeah, and your eyesight's probably going to be fine. I can't do shit for the snake. Yeah. They just leave him writhing over there in the snow. <laughs> it looks so pathetic. Oh, it's so sad. It for is Christ, so sad. For Christ's sake, put him like in a truck or something. Yeah, like in a vehicle. Get him out of there. Just get him the fuck out of there. So I guess the cure for Roadblock's blindness was Visine because it took five seconds to restore his vision. Or just shining that flashlight. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. He's fine. Cobra's fucked. And then out of nowhere, a tomahawk full of our rawhide friends well, enters the scene. I did uh, have a note about it. It's about a ten-minute flight to the Himalayas. Yeah, <laughs> is there? Yeah, there must be a that Joe base must have been in Nepal. I guess that's the only thing I can. Even they got there really quick. <laughs> Are they properly acclimated? No. Do they have a Sherpa? No. I did also. They just... obviously didn't hit Eddie Bauer up before they came here because all of their clothes are hilariously inappropriate for this weather. You're the either wearing shirt. short sleeve shirts oh. or like basketball tank tops. Something tells me Chuckles doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not. surprised he didn't come in riding on the helicopter again. I know. I did also think that was interesting. This time, Big Lob was the one who was flying the the tomahawk uh, or eagle hawk. There he is, overriding again. Oh, the man. 
<coughs> Flint is happy with the reinforcements, <laughs> and um, the rawhides are itching for action. <laughs> uh, but as Roadblock explains, Cobra Commander is the only one that can tell them or show them, I guess, the way how to save their friends. <laughs> just this bit, of just a second, where it's at one sixteen forty-five, where Falcon's like, "Forget it." He's completely turned into a snake, which is the most earnestly delivered hilarious line I've ever heard. The Cobra Commander guy yeah, just fucks off. It, so Cobra into the distance. is le- uh, presumably leading them down a path, but yeah, he he is completely tra- he just slithers off, and and how will they know which way to go now? And Tumble Rat, thank goodness you have him, and he has you know special abilities for this sort of thing. Foreshadowed by the training. That's right. He discovers, although uh, in the most incompetent way possible, as we'll see in just a second. Go ahead. He discovers this sort of back entrance through the river that we saw earlier, where Cobra Commander and and, and Roadblock uh, kind of escaped. He uh, sees some of the, uh, the the Beta Dreadnoughts planning to to blow the cave entrance <laughs> to presumably protect themselves from the spores. Yeah, and at this I, I'm just gonna say I do like Zorana's line. Um, you want to wake up a clam or something? And I'll tell you what, I wake up a lot of clams. Wink, with my tongue on the pussy. That's a pussy joke. I wrote that down. <laughs> so, god damn you assholes! <laughs> Not even giving me shit. Tunnel Rad <laughs> puts right. his head up through the river. Crazy and, mouth game. And, uh, <laughs> and we have to acknowledge him, so we'll stop. <laughs> I know. Give it to me. Consider that your acknowledgement. Yeah. And uh, so he peeps his head up and, and sees Zorana, and I can't remember the name of the other guy here. Do you guys remember? Uh, uh, that might be Monkey Wrench. <laughs> Good enough. No, I think it is, but the, I'm... And the Joes, in hilarious fashion, take them out. That's all I have to say about I that. Love... He's he's tricked Tunnel Rat has tricked these two uh, wandering Joes mm. who are gonna, or I'm sorry, Dreadnoughts who are getting ready to blow the cave. They think that it's just him, but nope. There's some people sneaking up behind here, and uh, you know, hello, 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 adios, I love this adios, part. adios. Where <laughs> Chuckles punches. Okay. Yeah. Chuckles no. punches Xandar, who yes. flies into Buzzard. They're on swamp fires. They're on a, a, a row you. of swamp fires. I couldn't find the name of that vehicle, but I didn't look very hard. And then he flies into Ripper. So Chuckles takes out three dudes with this one This domino punch. effect. One punch, and then Flint KOs Torch, while Falcon pops Thrasher. Easy peasy. Australian easy. Lemon squeezy. So the Rawhides have taken over those swamp fires which allows them to fly to the top of the dome and ambush the Cobra executives up top. This plan seems risky. (laughs) Their plan is, if I can understand it, to explode the bottom of the trees so they topple. Wouldn't that crush everybody? (laughs) Like, why? Like, I just would have loved if the part where they they fall down and the cocoons evaporate if the tree just fell on top of everybody. Because this is a ridiculous plan. I yeah I don't know that I, I mean I guess that has to be their plan because Big Lob makes it clear that he he just needs to have his ship Kamikaze into the bottom of that and he managed to save himself by jumping off at the last second and grabbing onto what I believe is Falcons and oh I just uh, noticed that he put a grenade into his yeah, ship as I well I think that's Flint to enhance the explosion I the reason but who I, cares 
Yeah, it's it's hard to tell <laughs> at this point. Um, I can't I can't my cockiness alarm isn't going off, so, <laughs> so maybe it is flame. Yeah, it also could be the big lob just took a little too much onto himself and just like I'm gonna blow up these trees for no reason. Maybe so, but even if that was their plan, I, I it all worked out yeah. because that's what happened, and we see these cocooned bodies fall a hundred feet from the sky mm -hmm. and uh, unlike the people jumping from towers on 9-11 they're wow. fine we got to 9-11 <laughs> great <laughs> awesome <laughs> the towers came down and the uh, cobra's firing at the vehicles they've discovered the ruse obviously and i didn't know they had rifle versions of those uh of those tentacle tentacle plant guns but they, they've gunned down these guys but it doesn't matter because the because of the action taken here today uh, everybody is freed the, the rest of the joes kind of once they hit the ground the mm -hmm. cocoons that they're in evaporate. sort of evaporate and they're immediate and not only do they evaporate they they they're must have in action they must have turned into weapons because now yes, everybody, nobody nobody had weapons necessarily unless did they take them did they maybe steal they some didn't weapons seem to, from i mean the, because fucking uh, lady j still had her arrows and yeah. fucking uh what's his face snake eyes still had his katana and grenades um i i will say i did like that they i checked the scoreboard and we can confirm they crashed all their choppers so they've successfully landed one air one aircraft i think in this whole movie um but this fun this fight that we're watching right now was a lot of fun to it, watch it is a lot of fisticuffs a lot of good punching we see uh sergeant slaughter use some wrestling clothes lining moves uh, it seemed to me he crushed their heads in his armpit but <laughs> i love i love when they throw the two uh, are those vipers uh, I can't now. I, I can't remember know. the name of the soldiers. They throw the two Cobra soldiers into each other, and then come back. Lady J and is that Flint? Flint or Falcon with a with a, a one-two punch on both sides of it. Let's say it's Flint because I think they had a baby. Just lots of good fisticuffs. It's a good pan. It's mm -hmm. a good like yeah. It's a good pan. It's great. We see Hawk strangling one of the Cobra Law minions. I just like this part again. It's another instance where Hawk is just like. Easily influenced because Falcon, who is a lieutenant, is like, "Hey, we gotta go do some stuff." And he, <laughs> immediately, General Hawk's like, "All right." Yeah, I think Hawk is into the moment, and uh, Falcon. I think maybe that's to show the progression of him as a character. Hey, everybody, you gotta stay on task here. I don't know why I Jack sound Nicholson. like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and it ain't gonna load me. Could also be Christian uh, uh, Slater. Yeah, they all sound the same, real nasally. <laughs> yeah, as you said. Falcon's like, let's go get them, Joes. I do like this part as we end the minute here with uh, Cobra mm -hmm. Commander slithering after. All the Joes running towards the uh, where they presume the BET is uh, and Cobra Commander just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, following them into the distance there. He wants to be a part of the action. That uh, is hilarious. And that's where this minute ends. Absolutely. Minute. We'll call it nine. You nine say minute every time. I think it's seven, first of all. Segment. Yeah. Good. We'll call it segment. Let's go back in and, and edit that into every episode. I'll do that. Great job. You know what it's time for? Rip deviations. <laughs> Ryan, what's uh? You know, you're 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 following along, uh, Mister. Uh, I was gonna say Flint Dilly, but that's not who you're following. You're following. It's true. Uh, another man by the name of uh, Buzz Dixon. Buzz Dixon. I knew you knew it. I was just—I I cut you off. Sorry, you were no, going to say. No, I'm glad you cut me off. I mm -hmm. could have gone. I think I was getting ready to say Wally Burr. 
Interesting. What What have you learned from listening to the the? Well, the, does he have any other pre written Monty Pythonian it dialogue? Was, it was difficult to get past oh, that yeah. last because it bled into this minute, mm-hmm. and I just let it happen. And I'm like, oh, I just hate it. I hate it so much. Um, I have learned as the movie goes on, Buzz kind of stops talking. Oh. <laughs> like he just seems to say less and less. I have very little on this. I feel like he kind of is checked out. And there's nobody with him? No, it's just him. Okay. In the Transformers, the movie, I think it's Flint Dilly and Susan Blue and, um, why am I blinking out on the director's name? Uh, Nelson oh, Shin. Yes. Uh, the three of them are in there. but uh, So you don't have anybody else to... No, there's nobody to bounce shit off of. Uh, okay. He just gets tired and just, just starts watching the movie. Or doesn't. He might just leave while it's recording. Maybe he's taking I did get the feeling he's checking his tweets. I don't know. He's just, there's a, they're long. There are minutes that go on where he doesn't say anything. Um, <laughs> he, but what does he say? Well, he, he doesn't say anything about the time worm, <laughs> which I thought should have been an obvious, like, come on. Give me something about the fucking caterpillar on the cock. But Count, no. Counterpillar. Thank you, Caleb. Um, for Roadblock Choking Cobra Commander, Buzz says, I like this scene. It was fun to write. And that's all we get. That's a lot. This is indicative of most of what we get for the, from Buzz for the rest of this. Very compelling content here. Uh, he does say whenever, uh, they re- whenever Roadblock reunites, uh, he says, Lifeline is the only pacifist, Joe, which I looked up and is true. Although Lifeline does have a black belt in Aikido, which is Steven Seagal's chosen martial art. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen any Steven Seagal movies post, like, 1995. But I try to avoid them. You should, because most of them are straight to video, and he is um, tired and old. Yeah, and insane. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's not... Oof, he wears boy. two watches. I, I, I don't know. One this. on each arm, two wristwatches. I, I worked with a guy that is an. I, int- you were say Steve I worked with a guy that is also like does martial arts, and he's an incense. He like does, like the art of incense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but there's a picture of him that he showed me of him showing Steven Seagal his incense, and I noticed that Steven Seagal's leaning in and has an identical wristwatch on each wrist, hmm. and I was like, why does he have two wristwatches on? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's so he can know uh, Hong Kong time and L.A. time. So he doesn't have to do math? Apparently. <laughs> but also, w- w- he just needs no Hong Steven Kong time. Steven Seagal so, there is you go. a very strange person yes. who's like, lied about inventing a bunch of martial arts and like, that he was a grandmaster and some shit. It's crazy. He's would, a very weird dude. Would Seagal make a good Joe? He's kind of crazy oh, man, enough to... That's a great. Somebody just, make a Stephen. Well, you'll be hearing this. Just after crazy the enough. Is over, but. Just crazy enough to be a some sort of Joe character. Yeah. Okay. Good celebrity Joe. Include. That's that's a fun topic celebrity unto itself. Joes. Is what what celebrity Joes? Like, I do. What were some missed opportunities? I do love Fat Steven Seagal as a Joe, <laughs> <laughs> because all of his movies now just look he'd like be, slap fights. He'd be like a bad guy. I think would would Seagal be a bad guy or a good guy or a wild mm-hmm. card? I'm just, I'm just Steven Seagal. Yeah, just himself. I'm just myself in there. Did you see that movie with me and Keenan Ivory Wayans? That was pretty cool. He just represents chaos. Yeah. My name, my code name is Judge of Chaos. All right. Cele- <laughs> okay. Celebrity Joe, go. What's your celebrity Joe? Uh, uh, oh. Um, Did you call it? How about, um, I mean, Jean Claude Van Damme. Could have been a good one. He could have been a Joe. 
yes. the contender. Just so one. I'm surprised there weren't more from the WWE world. They seem to have that crossover. It is weird they just did Refrigerator Perry and Sergeant Slaughter. I'm sure it was a lic- I'm sure it was a licensing thing of some sort. Sure. I mean, Rocky uh, Rocky was a Joe for Actually, a short time. Uh, was he? What? Yeah. Rocky Balboa? Uh, are you thinking of Roddy Roddy Piper? No, I'm thinking Roddy of Roddy, Roddy Piper was Rocky, Rocky Balboa is in the comic for a oh, short wow. period of time. Awesome. It shows him running into battle with his glo- with his boxing gloves on. Great, because you don't want to do too much damage. Right, right, him right. yet not Rambo. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Weird right. Al. I love it. You gotta entertain on base. I love it. Although there might be some some licensing rights because Chuckles wears a Hawaiian shirt. So. Weird Al's generally aren't white uh, with patterns on it. His are usually darker with the pattern on it. So it stands. It stands. <laughs> Caleb? Uh, Pier- uh, not, no. Um, Pierce Brosnan? No, not Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Who, who's the older guy with... Um, Sean Connery? Hold on. Sam Elliott? No, hold on, everyone. <laughs> From the... Uh, Charles Bronson. Okay. That's pretty good. Charles Bronson. That's not bad. Yeah. That's okay. pretty that's, good. There we go. That's better than Andy. Which has inspired my next answer to this, uh, Patrick Swayze. Oh, I like that. Wes and I watched Point Break the other night. She'd never seen it before. What I know. a gift you gave Absolutely. her. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, before we started, I was like, I'm so jealous of you right now. <laughs> Holy moly. Do you ever fire your gun up into the air and say, ah? Has she seen that movie? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So, okay. I would love to see Anthony Kiedis as a G.I. Joe. I'd like that to see the whole band. That would be a mistake. Uh, the whole, yeah, that would be a waste of time. The Red Hot Chili I always pe- fucking yeah. <laughs> The Red Hot Chili Peppers would be a great subgroup like as the Renegades or the uh, oh, Raw Hides. Yeah. And they're just called the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't even, yeah. They're just what they are. Holy shit. I'm gonna because I have time. That's my G my Joe. Excellent, <laughs> great. great. You're not gonna. You're never gonna submit. <laughs> Probably not. But um, what's the point? <laughs> okay, just to finish up here, as again, uh, exemplary uh, to Lifeline. There's nothing I can do for the snake. Uh, Buzz Dixon says, "I like that line." At this There's point, a lot of I like this. Yeah, part. I like that line. I like the job I did. At this point, I feel like Buzz, Buzz Dixon has just become your grandfather, who's like pointing out where shit used to be in mm-hmm. the town. Like he's just like, hey, yeah, that was that was a general store. I remember when that was all forced. I do that. <laughs> there was a grain silo over there. Yeah. Your kids must. Oh, love my you. wife! It drives my wife up the wall. <laughs> I remember this about Nixa from the eighties. <laughs> I remember when this town only had 2,000 people. I, if you no, guys lived where she was from, she would do the same shit. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. She's got no nostalgic bone. I, anymore, I play on it, and I'm like, once, there was just nothing here remember, at all. Remember, remember when that used to be? I was just a field. And now, Carter House. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> right. To, to, to the, the part where they the, the rides arrive in the um, helicopter... Buzz Dixon says, yes, they just flew halfway around the world in a helicopter. It's not even a joke. I can't. He just said a thing. And then he says, what's that part where Big Lob, like, crashes into the the plants? That whole leading up to that, uh, he says, Big Lob talks too much. Which is a weird detail. And then the fist fight, he says, this was a fun scene to write. And the animators really had a lot of fun with it. He's just checked out. I know. It thanks thanks like, for the insight, so Buzz. That's a non-statement. He's just so checked out. That's all. That's it. That's all there was. Oh, man. This segment has gotten less important Absolutely. over time. If we could ever get our hands on, that, on the original Ron Friedman script, we would have to redo this whole thing. Uh... 
Yeah. I know that they're... You know what? We, By popular demand. We get that, and we just redo the whole movie, and all of our fans would be so happy. Yeah. We'll redo it for five months like this has been. We have fans. Listeners. We have good, we have good, we have, we have good fans. <laughs> so I guess that leads us to our... Iconic Joe Mates. Yeah, I know. Rah! If only he was adding sound effects that... Would have been a perfect. Run. Yeah, God, I'm sorry. I don't. He's uh, gone into a coma. I don't do a bunch of extra stuff for every episode, as opposed to just like editing it and then putting it over. I get. It. I, I will start off with the iconic moment because it's just really easy. The the uh, Cobra Commander choke out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Or did uh, that make anyone else hard? <laughs> you guys just hate me today. You won't let me have any fun. You know, uh, I wake up a lot of clams. Eh, eh, eh. Do clams sleep? They open well. up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was worse than anything Ryan's done. <laughs> yeah, that is much grosser than my jokes. About that iconic moment, I mean, yeah, Ryan, to your point, did that make anybody aroused? Uh, in the same way, well, I mean, the same thing that Serpentor's doing. Stroking it. Choking the oh, snake. The snake. Uh, well, my mine was, I felt like whenever Flint held up Cobra Hermander, it was like, look at, yeah. look at him. <laughs> Just look at him. That's, I wrote it's that so too. gross and weird. That felt like the pinnacle of sadness for yeah. Cobra Commander. Even more than sort of the writhing alone <laughs> off in a corner, or even yes. watching him slither alone with the Joes at the yeah. end. Like I, <clears> yeah, <throat> I felt just lifting him up as an example of... Yeah, this guy's <laughs> fucked. And <laughs> it just made me think of all those pictures you see of people like fishermen who've captured an enormous catfish, mm-hmm. and it just looks so gross and unpleasant. I don't know. And then you're like, oh right, that was a man. Once, once. That image is kind of a a symbol for just the movie and the movie in general. Look at it. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Recording, we we have decided who's won the contest for GMI Joe. That's that's true. As of not, this release, not in not in the reality that we exist right now, but in the reality in which you exist, listener. Absolutely, listening to this, we've we've made a decision, and that will be that decision will be broadcast in two weeks from when you are listening to this. So, if you have access to a time chamber and you haven't entered, uh, well, like. That doesn't exist. So Do you, you have a flux capacitor? No, I mean obviously they they can listen to all of this in the future and just advance to the next episode on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in. Tune in. Good job. It's almost like he's been here the whole time. <laughs> I can't. I'm actually kind of shocked he remembered all that. I'm surprised anybody remembers tune in. <laughs> <laughs> tune out. <laughs> Uh, but before we head out of here, uh, as recounted last episode, we did do a minor re-up of APDC posters, so get them while you can, and uh, uh, take the time to, uh, I, I wrote this now, it's, my, my note says, take the time to thank those who've been supporting us at the <laughs> APDC store. <laughs> and so I'm taking that time. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, we also have the APDC pin series, uh, illustrated by Ryan and me. So thank you for your patronage. Uh, more artwork on the way. 
We need, as we like to say, we need to get Caleb to come and like get some shit up on the store. Caleb's got the all, goods. All of the all of the things that you have are all my ideas. Hmm. Name name one. Name something. Any you of mean them. the two things we have up on the store? Sure. The poster. The cup recruitment. It's a cup recruitment poster. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's your idea at all. You did make the ghostly iconic moment, and I made that pin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> We did sort of collaborate on that Orson Welles as Unicron thing, yes. but I don't know that I remember that just being your idea. I think what Caleb may be referring to is I think that the name Autopod Decepticast would be, I think that in our brainstorming sessions, that did come out of his mouth and we yes. did end up going with it. So by his logic, any idea connected I guess. Uh, loosely is his idea, ultimately. I do think I came up with the cup recruitment poster idea, though. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't, but <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, you're right. I need to contribute some. Uh, I need to contri- well, I, Ryan or Caleb is a great conceptualist and draftsman. It's true. Yeah. His I, lonely I, shockwave image I is one it. of my favorites. Absolutely. I, I do have a Starscream poster that I just need to. <laughs> I, like I finish said, do well. It's basically done. I just I want to send it to you, Aaron, for that polish that you did for oh, the thank you. Wow. The, uh, the collab poster. Yeah. The and I am also working on a Cybertronian map poster in the oh, yeah. style of Aaron Draplin. Although I haven't worked on it in like three months, so it's in the backlog. I got shit going on. If anybody uh, is getting married uh, or graduating, I've been doing a lot of marriage uh, invitations <laughs> and graduations lately. So hit me up. I'm getting pretty, feeling pretty good about that. Maybe I'll post some pictures online. Cool. As long as we're throwing stuff out there, I can do freelance artwork if you want to pay me. <laughs> I don't do art by trade, but I'm really good at it. I'll, and if you want to pay me to do something, I'll do it too. Caleb's better at waking clams than Ryan, if that's uh, your particular Scandalous. Please continue to listen and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. iTunes users, please subscribe, leave a review, and there's, of course, social media, Twitter, where we're most active. Facebook. I barely am active. Uh, basically, yeah, I put the that? link to the, Ryan's to the podcast, Ryan's and that's stuff. pretty much it. Instagram? Uh, Instagram, pretty fallow. We should be better at that because I like Instagram as a social media platform. People say that. I like the yeah, okay. All of them at apoddecast and our web presence autopoddecepticast.com. Maybe some pictures of uh, Tulum. I don't know. Maybe some pictures of. Do you not know? Because you have to know. Maybe some pictures of cookies. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe some baby. Pic- <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> Maybe some pictures of uh, Ryan in a van. No, no, no. Ryan's sleeping on the floor of a bathroom. Oh, so there we go. I'll get that tomorrow. I okay, like that. Awesome. I like that. All right, peep the shop, check the merch, buy something awesome. G my Joe challenge. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Which you can't participate it's, it's in right now. Over. No! It's already over. This, this is, is a, a very weird episode. This is a very difficult job. Yeah, from a timeline perspective. Absolutely. Right, We've well. just got a, a something on the wall with a bunch of pins and strings. Bye everybody. Bye bye right. bye. This was a bad episode. No. no! It's not! <laughs>
What did you expect? I'm fucking Caleb. I don't do anything around here. <laughs> I never say is there, that. Is there enough? <laughs> is there enough for? Uh... Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good.